Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Illinois controller Susanna Mendoza is on the phone. Susanna, thank you so much for joining us. I, I, I just got to ask, how is Joaquin today? I've read everything about your brother. I cannot believe what he has been through since COVID. Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Thanks for having me on. And he's doing, like I said yesterday, you know, he's, he's hanging in there. This has been super difficult for him, both on the physical side, which, as you know, he lost both his kidneys and he suffered five strokes. He's had, as a consequence, like many surgeries, at least eight or nine, uh, lost the use of his left arm, which is the arm that they use for dialysis, for anything other than just dialysis. And uh, he can't walk without, like, risk of falling. He can walk but has to use a cane, and I'm always worried about him flipping and falling and cracking his head open or worse, right? So it's um, the strokes really, really did a number on him, and the dialysis, of course, keeps him depleted of energy. And so on a good day, he's able to go up a flight of stairs without feeling like he needs to immediately sit down, right? But right. it's um, he doesn't have a lot of those good days, and it's it's tough to see my brother who is, you know, seriously superman to me right he's still he's a superhero to me still but it's uh difficult for him but emotionally of course it's almost sometimes worse right because at least if you have your spirits up right you can kind of understand this new situation that you're in but i think the city's what i really feel is a betrayal of the service the years of sacrifice of my brother i think is almost worse sometimes for him mentally than the disability itself so he was denied a disability claim, and the board initially heard that, and then it was held up in court that the court said, yes, they supported their decision? Yes, and both of them are tragic, because the first time he was denied by the um, city's uh, pension fund, the police officer's pension fund, and they denied him on the grounds that he could not prove what specific act of duty led to him contracting COVID. Now, keep in mind, let me remind you when this happened. This was in November of 2020. It was during the darkest days of the pandemic, the, the, the worst part of it when so many people were in the hospitals dying, and it was also during the presidential election, and most importantly, before vaccines or any therapeutics were available, right? So these police officers were forced to work. They did not have any days off. My brother had worked 17 days straight, the midnight shift, uh, extended hours. And the city of Chicago at that time issued um, the police department, this is what they gave these guys, one plastic bag with one pair of gloves, one disposable mask, and one uh, disposable bodysuit. All of those things are one-time use items, and they were only issued once. If officers wanted to wear masks, they had to purchase them themselves. And you can ask any officer in any department across the city or any um, division, and they will tell you that that is a fact. I'm not making that up. And so these guys were really told, you can't take a day off, all hands on deck, uh, but you're on your own if you get disabled um, and 
that's what happened to my brother. So he spent 72 days hospitalized. And as I said, it was catastrophic. He lost both his kidneys and had five strokes. And his life is never the same. And, the very and so least- what he wants is, is duty disability, which would give him 75% of his salary and free exactly. health insurance. And in ordinary disability, you get 50% compensation, but you've got to pay for your own health insurance. And is that yeah. where he is right now? And he's not the only police officer or person under the employee of Chicago police that uh, that's filed for this disability claim, right? Exactly. And he's not the, he's the first to go before the board. So he was a test case. And if you could deny my brother who had catastrophic consequences, I mean, it's going to be hard to find someone that's even worse off. But the, the next officer that came before the board also was denied and she, her lungs were shredded. She served 25 years on the department. You know, they asked her for her badge and told her she was not fit for duty, yet they denied her her duty disability, and she's got to pay for her own health care as well and only gets 50% of her salary. And so, um, you know, it was devastating both, like I said, physically and emotionally because that's not the type of treatment that those officers deserved or expected to get. So Um, you are seeking passage of state legislation that would grant police officers, firefighters, emergency medical technicians who survive COVID-19 their duty, their disability benefits. Do you believe the mayor interfered and influenced the board when it came to the decision on denying disability to your brother? So I think that the mayor gave a directive from the get-go that the city was not going to approve duty disability claims for COVID. I don't, I've never said that I thought that it was specific to my brother um, or to a specific officer, but it was to a specific illness, and that's COVID-19. And so, um, you know, clearly the, the, like, the sad part about this story is I never thought in my wildest imagination that the city of Chicago would betray our officers like that. But my brother from the very get-go believed that there was no way he would get approved. And I kept telling him, are, are you crazy? You're the poster child for who deserves this benefit. I mean, you literally came as close to death as possible. And when did the board and- hear his case? They heard his case, um, I want to say it was January of last year, so over a year ago, and they gave us the, um, they denied him. And here's the other kicker that you don't know and wasn't covered yesterday, but I did mention it. One of Lori Lightfoot's, uh, Mayor Lightfoot's, um, the key trustee on that board, the guy who really kind of runs the show when they go into executive hearing, he is her senior, senior advisor and counsel and her risk management officer for the city of Chicago. And this individual, his name is Steve Scarden, he actually voted against granting my brother ordinary disability, not just the duty, but even the ordinary. And that's an acknowledgement that he doesn't even believe that my brother is disabled. I mean, so talk about adding insult to injury. This is a type of disdain that the mayor's handpicked appointees and advisors have towards our police officers. And she can't divorce herself from that when she picked them to be on that board. Is, is, is this a time you pick to talk about it, to influence people who might vote for her? Look, I don't need to help her in any way to, do, um, to lose votes. I think the mayor's done a really good job on her own of losing the people's support in the city. What I can tell you is that while she can try to say that this is why we timed it for this, I... I'll I'll give you what the calendar was. Um, We were denied over a year ago, right? And then we went through the court process, which was an appeal. You never heard a peep about me uh, regarding the mayor about this. And then that court case took a long time. So this whole time, my brother's on 50%, no health care. And the court, it's a long, drawn-out process. We were denied inexplicably. And by the way, the judge actually, in his findings, said that 
in the 10 days before my brother had um, gotten sick, that there were no officers who had had COVID in his department. And we actually supplied the media a list of all the officers in his department in his division that were out sick with COVID. And that list was in the possession of the judge. So I don't even think he read the file when he made his conclusion denying my brother and upholding the board. But anyway, uh, my point is that um, denial just happened less than a month ago. And we had 30 days in which to file our motion to appeal. So we filed our motion to appeal at the very end of that 30 days, essentially, which was yesterday. Yeah. And the, and that's what in the interim, when I got denied from the courts, I was like, what? How is this possible? And then I realized, listen, we can't wait another 18 months to go through an appeals process. We're going to go ahead and appeal, but I don't know if my brother will be around still to see it through. And wow. I need to change the law now. And that's why I called Speaker Welch and I explained what was happening. And he told me that the deadline to file legislation for this was on Friday. So that's when we filed our bill right away on Friday. And we had our press conference the day after the holiday, which was Tuesday. So she can say that I did this on purpose, but I'm not the one who denied my brother. It was the judge. It was her pension fund. And the timing was dictated by the courts and the legislative calendar. And at the end of the day, I'm not worried about her calendar. I'm worried about these officers and helping them. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. And this isn't the end of the conversation. I hope that you'll come back on. Your brother will be in my prayers. I can't imagine what he's going through. And I love that you're his champion. As you should be. And um, thanks for explaining that timeline to me. Representative Raja Krishnamurthy is on hold, Susanna, so I gotta let you go. Oh, no worries. Please tell him I love him and I say hello. Okay. I tell sure him. will. All right. Be time. well. Thank be well. So Illinois controller Susanna Mendoza. Mary's got to check on weather and traffic, and we will come back and have a conversation with Raja. What's up, Mary?